beep boop, pop, beep boop. Hi. Hello. I'm DJ. I'm David. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Episode five. Is it five? We're at five. What's We're this podcast five. called again? Uh, the Crunchy Beat. It's a fucking stupid name. Yeah, who the fuck thought of that? Some asshole. Fucking losers, dude. That's <laughs> who fucking thought of it. Big anyway, losers. Like with big a capital, losers. like with a capital Wumbo. <laughs> I Wumbo. I Wumbo. <laughs> you Wumbo. He, she, we Wumbo. Welcome to episode five, everybody, yeah. where we're starting things off hot. Um, yeah, as we- you can probably tell from the TikToks or whatever we're about to post of this, I'm in a different place. I am yes. at home where I grew up in Chicago. Where did you, where did you grow up? Oh, damn it. I was going to ask you the question. Oh, my bad. That's okay. Right, you got to let me lead you into it, man. This is, this is, all, about, <laughs> this is all about the tete-a-tete, the banter. That's right. That's right. People, it's the banter. people are here for the banter. That's right. That's they're right. definitely not here for our looks. No, no, sir. Not at all. <laughs> it's definitely our voices. That's all we got. Yes. We have late night DJ voice. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm at home right now. I'm, uh, I'm doing a show in Chicago on Friday and Saturday. So I decided to come up here early and hang out with my pops and my brother. Uh, today's actually my brother's birthday, his 23rd birthday. So shout out Matthew for being younger than me by four years. Happy birthday, Matthew. Happy 23, birthday. 23, it looks good on you. 23 is a good age. That's a fun yeah. one. So, 23 is uh, cool. What were you doing yeah. when you were 20? What were we doing when we were 23? 23, I was, uh, I was on the road at that point. Brett. So oh, I, was, uh, I was midway. Actually, I, I was in Mohegan Sun Arena, which is in uh, yeah. Connecticut. And I celebrated my 23rd birthday there. So I think I was still DJ. I think I was like buttoning that whole part of my life up. I think I was like doing my last putting shows. a bow on it. Yeah, putting it to bed. Very nice. Yeah, I think I. I think yeah. I think I literally was. Uh, yeah, I, I just gotten. Uh, I think my mom had ordered a cake from the venue there, so she called the venue t- to make me a cake, and they nice. like did it for free. So mom, mom did very well. Really nice, here. Mama cake Crunch hooked good. it up. Yes, Mama Crunch. Mama Crunch. That's right. Shout out Mama Crunch. Uh, <laughs> I think I called her that the other like she I like she commented on like one of our, our videos or something. Oh like, Mama Crunch. Out to, shouts out to Mama Crunch. Uh, that sounds right. <laughs> I like that. She is she is Mama Crunch. Yeah, she's been nice. she's been around uh she's been around in our lives. I mean, obviously my life, but I mean she's been around yeah. in your life, you know, for a good amount too, as as us being in the fraternity together. Yeah. I mean, she was around all the time, you know, helping us sure with events and stuff. So. I'm pretty sure she's seen me perform. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah definitely. So have a trip. Yeah. So yeah, that was uh yeah. So I'm just up here hanging, probably gonna play some golf this week. And uh yeah, I drove up here. So I had a nice little, you know, it's supposed to be a seven hour drive, but it turned out to be an eight and a half hour drive because of traffic, which kind of blew. Yeah. But I got to listen to a lot of new music that we will nice. definitely get into. Do you want to play Mary Fuck Kill first? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Right, what do you got? got? I've got a I've got a Mary Fuck for you. Mary Fuck Kill Candy Bar Edition. Ooh, okay. Okay. So we're gonna go Mary Fuck Kill Snickers Bar, Three Musketeers, and we're gonna do Milky Way. All right. A kill is definitely the Milky Way. Milky Way's gotta go. I'm a, I'm gotta go. It's it's gotta go in my book. 
in my book for sure. Yeah. Um, this is the tough one though. Kill or the Mary and the fuck are going to be, I do love a good three musketeers bar. We all do, do love. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to marry, marry the three musketeers bar. Those good. are very good. Those are, those are my favorites call. over there. So it's not a bad call at all. Yeah. What about you? What are you going with? I'm killing Milky Way. Fuck oh, it's got to go. Yeah. I think it's got to go. In all honesty, I, I regret picking it as the third candy bar. I feel like we could have gone with a better, a third. Better I think we could have too, but honestly, those are like three solid. They're staples. Chocolate but like, candy bars. But sure. like in a lot of, in, the, in my opinion, I think that a Milky Way is basically just a Snickers bar with less shit in it. Yeah. So, yeah. Granted, and it's I also guess, shitty. Like, it's also shitty. Yeah. It's also yeah. shit. So that's why we're killing it. And then I'm marrying Snickers. Ooh, okay. Okay. Because there's just so much going on there. It just brings so much to the table, you know? It does. It really it's does. Just, it's just got a more complex a flavor profile. And it I feel does. like I feel like there's longevity there in marriage. You know, you need oh, that complexity. You know what? You're probably right. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Now that I'm, I might have to switch to yours now. Yeah. Um, I just convince you. <laughs> I think you did. I think you did because I do love a good three musketeers bar, but I, I don't know. Me how too. Long I'd be able to, I don't I know how stable good- that would be. Right. I do. I do also just love a good fuck. So like, yeah, I don't know how stable, yeah, you know. I don't know how stable I'd be with it. Yeah. Know? Like so. I could, I'll, I'll fuck a three musketeers bar, but I, you know, I'm sticking around for the long term. You know, I'm getting to know the Snickers bar. Yeah. I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm getting know to know what, you inside know and out. Right, inside I want to know what that's, I want to know what those, those peanuts are about. You know, I want to know like, what those ridges are all about. Tell what me what I'm we're saying, really like, talking right, about. Exactly. Exactly, dude. No, you're right. Bar, dude. You're right. I think you, you had the right answer. You, you did. Have the right. This and, is and honestly, all I'm saying is if any of you fuckers in the comment section mention Milky Way, either in the kill or or the fuck or the Mary, like you will be blocked, <laughs> deleted. Gone. You I reported dude. to TikTok for violating the <laughs> guidelines. Right. He's just absolutely yeah. I don't dude, know what's wrong with you, man. <laughs> dude, Milky Way's Milky Way's too smooth, bro. We're crunchy. We got to have the crunchy the beat, bar. baby. This is, the crunch, this is not the smoothie beat, okay? No. This is the crunchy beat. We're here for the peanuts, okay? <laughs> we didn't just come here for the chocolate. <laughs> this is the dumbest fucking segment we've ever done. <laughs> I think it's dumb just because I think we're going on this long about it. Dude, this the things, we... these things matter, dude. They matter. <laughs> it's been the best. It's been the best one so far, so far to be honest. <laughs> So much thought. This is we could practically write an academic paper on this. Actually, this whole episode is just gonna be on the debate of this yeah, fucking plot twist. This is just candy bar talk time. We're not gonna talk about a single fucking album. None of them. Absolutely none of them. Just yeah. Debate the merits of peanuts and caramel and nougat. That's right. And and That's what, right. what the most optimal combination of the three are. <laughs> That's and, right. And chocolate. Almost the four. We got. They all have chocolate, though. That's they the all have chocolate. Denominator. Yeah. yeah, and all the chocolate is good. So you know, we we had we dug into it. We dug into the details. And so yeah. now that we have that, we can uh, come back to our regular <laughs> broadcast. <laughs> what album do you want to talk about first? <laughs> Which one? Well, we got to talk about the most hyped album that came out oh, within twenty four hours. We dude, talk about Drake. This fucking we have to right. Yeah, like we right. have to we talk about this fucking yeah. shit, dude. All right, yeah. let's uh get into it. Honestly, like honestly, comma, never mind. Honestly, never mind. First of all, love a good random drop like that. 
Oh, it's great. I mean, what did, I mean, what did he give us? Like, I mean, 12 like, hours, if that seven hours, like barely. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was, like, we were like, barely on that. Yeah. Yeah. That was, sick. It was definitely fast. It was cool. I like it when artists do that. man. Oh, I love it. And I mean, here's the thing with guys like Drake, dude, it's like, duh. You know what I mean? Like he, he couldn't, he doesn't have to promote shit. So yeah. I've had a lot of people in our comments section asking like what I thought of this album. Well, do you know, it's great too. So like, obviously the record came out on Friday. Right. Yeah. And I mean, the least listened to song on here has like 6.2 million plays. That's ridiculous, dude. 6.2 million in five days. That's a lot of people listening to this shit. That's... And that's not that bad. Like I, I'm going to just start that off right there. Like I didn't hate it. I can't say I, I hated it. it. I thought I, it was I'm, cool. There were some I parts I was like, I thought there were some parts to it. That I was just like, Oh, this is like, not Drake, but also like this is Drake. If that yeah. makes sense, like this, like everybody always like I, the one thing I always hear from people who who like talk shit about Drake is that they're like they'd say that he doesn't challenge himself musically. Like it's always the same. Like when you heard one Drake song, you heard them all. Like have you even been listening? Yeah, that's that couldn't be further from the truth. If anything, Drake challenges himself on a like genre to genre basis more than any artist at his level ever has oh for sure like i can't sure. like like now you, and then there's gonna be people in the comments that are gonna be like well what about kendrick yes kendrick does that too but he only does it within the vein of of hip-hop and american influenced hip-hop at that he really doesn't step outside of the hip-hop rap world now within that world he i mean yeah within it within it himself. he's all over the place with yeah. it for sure but yeah like, you know, i i i was gonna say kendrick's not throwing out a you know a a, a you know album. europe a european house album. yeah never that <laughs> no. would be so insane and no, honestly dude. before friday i would have thought it would be insane from drake and he fucking oh, did no. it. and he did do it um and he did it he did it good like this album is not for american hip-hop fans this no, album is for no this no, album no, no, is no. for humans like all over the world like this like yeah so your boy oh, he's gonna be played road. in the clubs oh this is the clubs at yeah. 3 a.m oh my god are you telling me if you're telling me that these london clubs are like these like dutch clubs at 3 a.m aren't like american yeah like aren't South listening african to clubs like listening to massive you know at like three in the morning you're like yeah. <laughs> that song's a fucking banger bro that song it's, is a banger at three in the morning i will say this though i will say this about the album though it is a it's kind of sad. It is a yeah. guy in the club kind of album for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, the beats, the beats are super upbeat, but everything else about it is like kind of like a little depressing. For yeah, he sure. Gets into his R, he gets into his R&B feels and I love it when Drake sings. I think he's a great, he does. He has a great voice. Yeah. He he's works his like, auto. He works his auto tune really nicely, actually. Like yeah, he, he does a really good job. He does a very good like, job. Really yeah. good job on it. And so like it was cool like i liked it it was fine i listened to it once i haven't revisited it since but i did like the only song that i actually saved off of it that i kind of dig flights booked oh flights but i did like that was i had three i did um massive falling back the second song which was pretty cool i i really liked right. that and then obviously you know jimmy cooks was fucking that song's a fucking banger, yeah. bro. I was like, I was like, I, I was thinking about it. If you stuck through the record from top to bottom, like just as a listener, not as a like Drake fan, yeah. but just like as a listener, and you got to the point that you saw 21 Savage as a feature, and then that song came out, or that you that song comes on, and then after this house record, 
that was like a, it was kind of like a, Hey man, here's your slice of cake. You went through the record. <laughs> now yeah. I give you back here's what I would, what you were probably what you wanted to hear from me. And, and it was, every, and then everybody, everybody, dude, everybody said, we can all agree that Jimmy cooks is the best track on. Trump's oh, album. it's like, shut the fuck shut up. The fuck up. Oh, from the top your rope. fucking brain for a change. Like well, I, maybe here, maybe listen to something different for once and not like crucify it. I just like, can't stand that shit. And those are the same people that like, those are the same people that are always complaining that every album sounds the same or that music is super mid these days. And like, no big artist is challenging themselves. And then they like, and then an artist goes and challenges themselves with a different sound. And they're like, this shit's, this is shit. This is garbage. This garbage. Give me, give me old Drake. I want views Drake back. Shut the fuck up. I want passion fruit on this record. And it's like, okay. Um, but it, you know what? It, it is apparent though. I think that people that didn't listen to the record, like top to bottom, only heard about the record. You can just tell in the, like, the plays on this what's it called the most played song on the record is jimmy cooks and it's 20 yeah. and it's 21 million plays 20 yeah. million plays and then the next one is falling back which has 17 million plays which kind of makes me feel that as soon as people saw the record and they like heard the first three songs they're like this is what the record is and then they saw a record or a song with 21 savage on it they're like okay i'm just gonna listen to this one like they kind of gave up on the record, I think. It's possible. Definitely. It, I mean, the numbers are consistent relatively, though. Like it's not yeah. like you have these like massive gaps where you see like some songs in the millions and some songs in the yeah, 10, yeah, thousands. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, you're right. Like you're some right. records we see. No, definitely. There, it was definitely listened to for sure. Yeah. But you can just kind of tell that, I mean, people are coming back to Jimmy Cooks, which I mean, I don't blame them. If you were, if you were, uh, and I, I hate to use this word, but if you were just a casual listener to this record, and like you again, like you gave up on it and you were expecting something old school from Drake and like a old school rap album or whatever. I shouldn't say old school, but you know, this new age of rap song. This was definitely like you would just go straight to Jim Cooks. Like that like, song is yeah. I will say I'll say this as like maybe not like a final thought, but I'll say this as as a closing thought, a closing statement. I like that Drake challenging himself from a genre standpoint and a sound standpoint and a creative standpoint. Agreed. With that being said, this is not a revisit album for me. I am not going to be listening to this album. I would be willing to bet in a year. Now, Agreed. The, the last Drake project that I can say that about would be Scary Hours 2. Okay. Yeah. Agreed. And that came out in the beginning of 21. I think it came yeah, out. I believe you're right. I think it's 21. Yep. Those three songs are fucking bangers. So oh, yeah. good. Lil Baby kills it. Yeah. Fucking uh, Rick Ross kills it. Lemon Pepper Mild is a great song. Lemon Pepper Freestyle, whatever it's called. Yeah. Amazing. And I, honestly, I honestly don't think I've like gone back to one of Drake's records since Scorpion. Honestly, I did like, I, I like Scorpion too, but I, I like I, Scorpion I, a lot. I don't revisit much of his albums these days, but I've found myself revisiting even before this album dropped. I uh, found scary myself hours. revisiting Scary Hours too. Oh, yeah. You're, those, three, those, are, those are some bangers. Those three songs are really good. And I did see an interview. So I saw an interview where Drake was talking about because when he released Scary Hours 2, I was like, I thought that's what Certified Lover Boy was going to sound like. I thought yeah, he yeah. was giving us a preview of what Certified Lover Boy was going to sound like. And when it didn't, I was mad disappointed. 
Yeah. But I, I did hear in an interview recently that Drake said he's, he's working on a scary hours three and it's, he said it's not going to drop soon, obviously because he just dropped a whole ass album. Yeah. But we do have a third installment of scary hours three coming, which, uh, be sick. But, uh, for those that uh, care about my scoring, if you do, um, I did give it a, you know, 5.9. Like again, I, I, the one thing that I gave it really, really good parts up, which I actually, the three albums that I reviewed this week, the one thing that was very consistent was everything flowed really, really nicely. Uh, so yeah. like the, this record flows very, very, it's really easy to listen to. I really don't, you, you can actually sit to this top to bottom. And if you're at a party and nobody had heard this record before, and you threw this record on like just for fun, like just for an upbeat thing, like people would, I would assume enjoy it. And like, even if they didn't know if it was Drake, yeah. like it's pretty upbeat and like, it's fun to listen to. I just didn't have, have didn't have any, uh, like notable, like come back to songs. So I was like, no, I think this album is a good, it's a, it's, it's this album is a good start of the night or end of the night album. True. Agreed. Like it's a good, it's this, like, honestly, never mind would be a great album for a pregame or it's three in the morning and we're ending our night. Agreed. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's the best way to approach this album. Like from a listening, it's not a, it's not a midnight. We're at the club. I honestly can't hear the song at the club. Like, at peak hours. No, no, no. no. This is this, this album is, at peak hours. This is this, this is, is the this is Bonnaroo at four in the morning. Yeah, like kind this of is thing. Like we're about to. This is like we're we're about to watch the sunrise. But it it's it's definitely played though. It, you can't. It'll definitely be there. Yeah, it's um, definitely got it's definitely got party uh yeah elements to it for sure. Yeah. Um. Well, enough of that. Enough of that yeah. one. Uh, that was cool. Uh, let's talk about let's talk about one that I was surprised about mostly because i haven't really dug into these guys at all but you were pretty high on it going into this week or this episode i should say and that is Foles' life yeah. is yours what do you think i liked it i i like I, I thought it was cool i like that they're they're getting a little softer like their older stuff is definitely a little bit heavier and a little, little bit closer to like heavy rock kind of like not totally heavy, but like they definitely they definitely have started to move more into their what I'm going to call their David Bowie era. Yeah, it, I, it definitely, it definitely had. I just was listening to it. I just, I just heard so much Bowie in there. It was crazy. Yeah, I, th- I, I would agree with you. I think, I, and I sent this to you in a text, but it was this really nice combination of '80s synth pop, but also right. like had that 2010 like Foster mm-hmm. the People like groove to it like i was i could yeah i found myself yeah yeah i found myself just like feeling very nostalgic like listen to this like it was it was very very fun to listen to and it's like those first the nice part about the first five songs of the record is that they all flow into it like i couldn't tell which like i mean some of they were in the same key or some of them were but they flowed really nice together and then that summer sky is just an interlude into like this two or three sections of song, two or three songs that kind of are a little different, but just like break it apart. And then the last three songs all go in together again, which I was like, damn, that's fucking cool. Like they did a, they clearly thought about that order of operations with that. So I thought it was fucking awesome to listen to. And it was really cool to listen to. Um, I actually listened to it as I was walking to the gym and at the gym. Um, So it it was very, it's upbeat enough that like it kept me engaged, but also I was like, this is cool. This was, it was different. I enjoyed it. So, Hell yeah. I, 
I gave it, I actually, I gave this one a little higher. I gave this a, a 6.6 out of 10. The songs that I liked on it were again, like the, the first, the first three in a row, life is yours into wake me up. I thought that was a really cool transition. And then I liked 2am. I thought that was a cool song. And then the ending one too, wild green or uh, the sound is uh that was a cool one. I, or, no, no, it was wild green. Wild green has the uh, it, it interludes back into uh, a big yeah. ending. So I liked that. I thought that was really cool. I didn't, I didn't save anything off this album. This was one of those albums where like, it just kind of all flowed into one cohesive piece. And I yeah, just yeah. Even really, I didn't really hear any like discernible places where I was like, oh, I like this specific section. I think it all, oh, totally. all together as one piece. No, agreed. I, I agree with that too. I was, I think those ones stuck out for me just because I found myself really engaged in the beginning yeah. to those three songs. Um, yeah, which was really sure. cool, mostly because I, I'd never heard of them. I, I shouldn't say that. I hadn't dug into them extensively at all. So yeah. it was nice to actually sit down and listen to these guys. Um, yeah. And now I, I definitely want to go back and listen to some of their older stuff. Uh, they were, of this they were one of those. They were one of those bands that I didn't know them until I saw them live. And that's how I became a fan. Gotcha. Like I just it was like, a yeah, that night show. Yeah, and they're they're always at like your Lollapalooza, Bonnaroo, whatever. And right. so like I and I always saw them on lineup. So it was, it, the name was definitely stuck out there to me. But I definitely uh, I did not check them out, and I will definitely be doing that after this yeah, record. They are, they are unbelievable live. Foles. Oh, is I'm absolutely sure. Unbelievable live. Like it literally gave it gave me life. Like I was dead. It, they the, the show that I saw them at the first time was an after party show after a, after oh, a festival. nice. So like, it was like, you know, you, the end of the end of the day at a festival, you are fucking scraped, you know, like you're done. <laughs> and like the only Toast. reason we went, yeah. The only reason we went was because we had the tickets. We we're like, we might as well go. And yeah. we went there and we sat in the chairs and like, they started playing and we were like, this is cool. And by the end of the set, I was on the, and it was, I was in the pit moshing. That's yeah. how much energy it gave me. That's it awesome. Unbelievable. That's awesome. We love that. Dude, we love any show that can give you that kind of life is fucking awesome. So, yeah, uh, yeah I would, I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to dive into these guys though in my free time for sure. Cause this was, this definitely gave me a very nice perspective on that. All right. We'll move on to the next one that, dude, this next record, this Mountain Joy record, unbelievable, dude. Orange Blood. Wow. Unreal. I, I I loved this record. I thought this record was so fucking awesome. I, I I don't know a better way of putting it because when I put it on, I think I was in the right place, right time. I'm in the car, beautiful outside. It's 90 degrees all the way up to Chicago. And it's like the perfect driving music, one. But two, if you've ever listened to Mount Joy, they they kind of give off this like wannabe, like I don't know, Mumford and Sons vibe, like sometimes, like they just have like a weird Americana thing. Like they're like, they're like so close to being fucking massive. You know what I mean? Like being like this bigger band than they are. And they're just been like scraping that line of like really good music, but not really getting the hype. And if this record doesn't yeah. blow them up, I would be fucking shocked because this record is fucking awesome. I'm like, I was very impressed by it. I think, again, the flow of it was awesome. Like it is, it's, it flows you, it gives you a nice loop of just a really nice, like Americana-esque, like 
I don't know how to describe. Well, it's like not folky because there's not really like, I don't really know that like genre it is, but all I could kept thinking about is like Delta spirit and Mumford and sons. Like if they had a baby, yeah. this is what that record is. Um, yeah, that's a good, that's definitely good. I don't think it's a stretch of the imagination to say that Mount joy fans are also Mumford and Son fans. Oh, they, they gotta be right. Yeah. They can't not be. I, I don't think I don't so. Think that's and, I, and that's definitely not a knock on any of you guys. No, it's no. Just, I think, just like that. They definitely have that bluegrassy folky folksy, not bluegrassy, but like folksy. It's like a weird you know? genre to describe it because like not, because in some of their older stuff, like they have like a banjo, like, and it's like, yeah. it comes alive as like a, a, a bluegrassy kind of thing. But this record, like it was all guitars, yeah. like, uh, acoustic stuff the acoustic the slow songs on this like are fucking awesome there's some really cool like play on words yeah. especially on a uh, lemon tree or uh yeah lemon tree that song had some really cool uh yeah phrases in there that i really enjoyed um uh and i you know we talked about this before like i mean obviously these numbers are fluid that i give but dude i i gave it a seven two you know i was i really nice. liked it um i liked four songs off the record um and that was orange blood uh, Roly Poly, which I thought was a cool name, uh, Lemon Tree and Ruins. Um, but dude, it's, it's really, it's a really cool record. If you, if you have not checked out Mount Joy, um, this is a really good starting place too, in my opinion, you don't, you don't have to go back in the beginning. I think that a lot of their stuff before this is a little more stripped down and Americana, like it's a little, uh, little Lumineers esque. I think it's a good way there. That's another, it's like, very ho hey kind of thing. Um, Saint very like Paul, St. Paul and the broken bones. Yeah. Without, without the fucking, without the like the horn stitch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's definitely like very like, let's come together and like sing songs in a circle kind of thing. Like smoking a bunch of weed kind of thing. I feel like if I Googled it, Mount joy would be from like Asheville, North Carolina. I, okay. Not, okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to, I don't know either, but I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. It Asheville, feels, North Carolina. I'm going to say very, like, very, very Asheville to me. Either that or they're like, like, Eugene, Oregon. Oh, I think yeah. I, I'm gonna go. Some I'm gonna go. U- I'm gonna go. Okay. U- okay, here we go. Mount Joy. Either Let's way, see. either way, nobody's wearing deodorant. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> For sure, uh, it's a five-piece indie rock band based out of Los Angeles. Obviously, oh, Ruth- no, 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 no. They're based there. Just that, that's like where they're, de- uh, but their okay. their origin is Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Did not see that. Guy. Yeah, there's no way. There's Where nothing, were they in Philly? What part of Philly were these guys Philly from? About, there's, there's no city way. about these people. There's no way that they were from Philly. There's not a chance. No, well, I'm. I need it. We're gonna. We're gonna I would do be. A, I would believe. I would believe that they were from Amish Pennsylvania, like okay. Amish country before. They, before I believe that they were from Philadelphia. No, there's no way. Either they met in high school. Met in high school in Philly. Holy shit! Adorable. And you know, and here actually, here's some more. Uh, uh, another good comparison, the head and the heart. That is like, if you like oh, the head yeah. and the heart, you definitely like yeah, these guys. Yeah, you definitely. Uh, like there's not, there's not <laughs> a chance in how you don't like Mount Joy. Oh, and then, and then here we go. Here we are. The band toured with the Lumineers in uh, 2020. Mm. So there you go. Yep. Oh go man, we are. Up. Hey, we were on it. <laughs> I was spot we on top of it. it. I guess uh, you would call it. It's folk music then. Like it really. I guess is. so. Like I guess pop, yeah. I guess, it's like pop folk music, like. Yeah, they have uh, obviously Wikipedia. So, I mean, there's a difference, but they have alternative rock, indie rock, folk rock, blues rock, Americana. So we were kind of all over it. So yeah. we just couldn't really Americana. Would you say that I would, that, so it wouldn't be a stretch of the imagination to say that Mount Joy is just, uh, it's just John Mellencamp for millennials. 
Oh, uh, it's probably not. Yeah, that's not, that's not a bad way of putting it. Without <laughs> without him being from what is he from? Uh, uh, I know this. Don't fucking tell me he's who, from John. Who the coot? Yeah, he's from yeah. He's from Indi- uh, Indiana. Fucking. He's got to be from somewhere in the. No, he's, I, I actually no. It's like it's like Cooperstown, Indiana. I swear to God. I, I I'm not even. I I think. I, do you know how I know that? Is because I'm pretty sure when you drive up 65. Um, there's like a yeah. sign on there that's like, come over this way to see like where John Mellencamp's from. Oh, <laughs> I God. swear to God. God. Oh, dad, you'll see more. There you go. Here, there you go. There you go. Father <laughs> David coming in. See more. See more, Indiana. See more, Indiana. I would like to see less of Indiana if I got to be in. <laughs> I've seen none. Yep. Like, I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and, I'm go ahead and avoid Indiana. As no, a state, I oh, think. it's the worst state. Actually, I think here I'd you go. Live in Ohio. All right, there we go. Okay, is that is that Indiana? Okay, I was actually, you know, who I was texting. Another side note: What mm. is, is the worst state? Like, cons- like consensus, worst state has to be Indiana, right? Yeah. Like, name a worse like, name a worse one. Uh, I can't. Like, not West even Virginia. Close. No, I see, but, but see, like West Virginia at least has mountains over there. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, like there's at least stuff going on over there. Right, there's some beauty there. It is a very Indiana has state. fucking Indiana has the windmills. That's it. Yeah, and a lot of Yikes. cornfields. I don't even think it and, is. I don't think it's corn, but yeah, and an insane amount of racism. True. Like holy <laughs> shit. Fact. It is like one of the. It is the. It's like it's like they. It's like they're southern wannabes or something. Oh, I will say though, uh, there's a if you have ever drove driven down 65 going southbound on it, uh, when you first go into Indiana, it's like just past Gary, like off 65. And this is like iconic. Going yeah. down, it says hell is real. So if you're going down south, it's a, and on the other side, when you're coming north up 65, it says Jesus is real. <laughs> So when you're going southbound, hell is real. On northbound, on the other side of the billboard, it's Jesus is real, oh, and that's all that's, it is. And that's going into that's going into Indiana. It's like it's like you're like a and it's on sixty five. Like, yeah, sixty five. It's like bro, you're like, you know this. You can find some of those billboards on sixty five. It comes through Alabama. I know that's what I'm saying, and that's how oh, far down. God, I'm telling I'm telling you. When you get off of this, DJ, you just look up the hell is real, Jesus is real, Indiana sign. And I'm telling you, you'll find like 30 pictures of it. And it's just this you big block. You want to know the best thing that's ever come out of Indiana? What? Freddie Gibbs. Ooh. I, I, you know what? I'm going to, I can double down. You know what? I think I can actually beat you on that. Oh, better than Freddie Gibbs. Michael Jackson. Shit. Okay, that's good. <laughs> Michael Jack- the Jackson Five. There you go. Damn, they are from Indiana. Yeah, they're from Gary. I forgot Indiana. about that. Gary, Indiana. They're from Gary too. They're from Gary. So Gary, Indiana. Not only the state of Indiana, but Gary, Indiana has not only given us the sweet fucking raps of Freddie Gibbs, but it also oh, yeah. gave us not only Michael Jackson, but also Janet Jackson. Oh yeah, and family. X and five Indiana. all are from over that way. So I forgot about that. I forgot they were from Indiana. I didn't realize they were also from Gary. Yes. yes Nutty Magoo. There you go. Well, that's enough Indiana talk for this podcast and probably for the rest of this series. Yeah, I, feel like so, I, to, I feel like I need to like take a shower now. I'm going to go wash my hands after that.
Um, Shouts out so, to our listeners from Indiana. Yeah, sorry we love for you. talking. We love you. For, sorry for spending 10 minutes just talking mad shit about your state. Well, and you know, the best part about it too, is that like, you know, we live in like, I don't live like, if you were in Chicago, like, great. Like, that's it. But like, outside of chicago brother there's a whole lot of nothing out here man so you can make you can rip on yeah. illinois rip on illinois in the comments section. that's fine um yeah but uh the last album we're going to talk about is you're actually going to talk about it because i yeah. talked about an album by myself last week and it was only because you didn't get to it which is totally cool and this album uh which is by our good friend uh logic uh he he might not be a friend mm -hmm. of the episode or the uh the series but i hope he will be one day um the thing with logic for me is i just i'm not a logic guy i i just can't do it i i've never really liked his stuff it, his rap flow and everything just has never really spoken to me very well and honestly i'm gonna be dead serious and very honest with all of you guys when i saw that this record was 30 songs I just couldn't do it. I couldn't. Dude, I could not. I could not press play on it. <laughs> I couldn't. It's just that's too much. It was. It was. It was already going to be a lot and like really, really good for me to like branch out and listen to this record, top to bottom. But as soon as I saw thirty songs, I couldn't do it. I went right back to like my really, really easy playlist and like smooth sailing kind of shit for the rest of the drive. Yeah, I will admit it is definitely a. It is very long-winded album. A very long-winded album. It's like yeah. an hour and it's like an hour and ten minutes long. Vinyl Days is what it's called. Just came out. Yeah, Vinyl Days is what the album is called. And this is what I have to say about it. First of all, it's got great features. Action Bronson, Currency, Langston Bristol is a nice little low-key pull. Uh, Wiz Khalifa, Russ. I'm not a big Russ fan, but he, you know, got to mention it his name i saw royce, royce to, five to five nine. Oh, i love that guy dude. Yeah. royce to five nine is fucking awesome yeah. rizza is on it az dj yeah. premiere and i am a huge gangstar fan yeah and and the game so like just from that alone and this is what i this is what i think i like about logic logic has like tapped into practically every single one of my nostalgic favorite hip-hop artists and this is true not only for Vinyl Days, but for No Pressure as well, the album that came out before this. Yeah. But we're talking about Vinyl Days specifically. Vinyl Days pulls so, and it's obvious, but it's well done. It pulls so obviously from MF Doom and Wu-Tang Clan and even Wiz Khalifa, who's on the album. Like, he kind of died. He, like, Logic almost turns into a chameleon and finds a way to sort of imitate whatever style he wants to and sort of put his own name on it. But really, the only reason he's putting his own name on it is because he's spitting a fat verse over it. And so, like, this album is just a perfectly acceptable hip-hop album. Like, it, it's nothing stylistically insane. It's just a... It's a run-of-the-mill hip-hop album like if someone was like yeah. if someone came up to me and was like like an alien so uh, let's see it let's say an alien lands on earth and comes up to me and was like dj what is hip-hop yeah i'm gonna give them vinyl days and let them listen to it and yeah. that'll pretty much give them a pretty pretty good idea of just fundamentally 
what hip hop is. Cool. And so, and like, I can understand why people don't like that because like he's fat and happy. Like what makes art so like thought provoking and amazing is when you can feel like pain and hunger and like emotional uncomfortability within the artist, just trying to cathartically push his way through it. And logic has attained all of the goals that he wants in life. He's got a family. He's a dad. He's got a beautiful son. He's got money. He's financially secure and safe, and he's just not hungry anymore. Mm-hmm. And now he's just making music with his friends. Cause whatever. And I think he gets way too much hate for it. Like, I oh, think yeah. he's, I think no, no. logic is the most overhated rapper. Oh, a hundred percent. I definitely, I think his, his skill set is definitely not worth the criticism that he gets as an artist. Yeah. Um, and yeah. that is definitely, that's not why I don't like him. If that makes yeah. sense. Like the reason why I don't like him is just stylistically, it just doesn't fit well with me. And I personally yeah. don't think I would give it a good review if right. I would. It's like, I just, I already just can't, I just, him and I have not gotten along. Yeah together in my mind and like what i'm listening to that i feel right. want to feel what he's feeling um and but i will say like i mean like dude, like the dude gets like fucking chat on like what was the thing that there was what like joe budden just like literally called him like the worst rapper alive or something yeah like well, that? that's because joe budden is just a okay he's just out to just ruffle feathers yeah ruffle feathers don't get me wrong but like dude if i heard that like at any point in my rap career or my artistic career as a guy like Joe Budden, just to like say that to you, like, dude, that fucking blows. Like they, he definitely doesn't deserve that. That's for sure. Like that's, hearing, he, def- hearing he definitely Joe didn't Budden, hear that. No. Hearing Joe Budden say that logic is the worst rapper of all time is like hearing Max Kellerman tell us that he's taking Andre Iguodala over Steph Curry. I'm taking Andre what? Iguodala. What the actual fuck are you talking about, Joe? Iguodala. Like, yeah. Like, no, you're no, he's not. You're gonna tell me, you're gonna stand there and tell me that Logic is the worst rapper of all time while fucking Takashi 69 is still cutting records over there. Yeah. I mean, see, there's definitely there's there's yeah, definitely ridiculous. a lot of people making that, that is ridiculous. I, I agree. Um but yeah, we listened to some good ones this week. I was I was pretty happy with it, to be yeah. honest. Um, final thought, final thought on vinyl days. Yeah, 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 yeah. I loved I loved the production because it's got all those old school hip hop elements that I just like I just eat up. I love it. I and I loved I liked all of the features. And I didn't really love logics. But that's also because I'm just not a I'm not a lyric guy first anyway. Yeah. So yeah, and I think I think that's also that's part of my stem too is that sometimes his flow just kind of just doesn't stem well with me, unfortunately. Yeah, but that doesn't make him bad. Like if you like him, go ahead. There's a <laughs> lot of people that love Logic, dude. I mean, the guy still sells out fucking yeah, arenas, cool. so he's doing great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, that was he seems like a cool dude. Yeah, he does seem like a cool dude. He seems like a nice little like. I mean, when he was doing the uh, the the Twitch streaming stuff, when he said he was like done with rapping and whatever, and he was just like. Streaming on Twitch, I was like, "Damn, that's kind of rad." <laughs> I was like, yeah. "That's kind of cool, man. Good for you." Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we we just listened to some casual stuff this week. Uh, we were again, we were all over the place this week. We listened to some 
Americana, some rap, some indie, and some break house music, which is I didn't think that we would Bizarre. be saying episode five. Um, and I'm actually looking at albums that are coming out next week, and there's not a whole lot that is really jumping out at me, to be honest. Yeah. So uh, we might we might be, you know fishing for some stuff bro it doesn't matter to us we just like listening to music man do this it's yeah. i will say that if you have followed along with us just on listening to albums with us like if you if you didn't realize that this stuff was coming out or like we have showed you a album i hope that it's really helped you listen to music better because this has yeah. definitely helped me listen to music better and it's definitely helped me uh critique music better um and not just like something because it sounds good um like why do i like yeah. it why does this sound good to me? Um, and I think it's been a lot of fun so far. So I, I hope you guys are enjoying this. I am. I am enjoying this, David. Oh, thank you. Thank you, DJ. I appreciate the help. Um, uh, uh, do, you have a, do you have a crunchy artist of the... Oh, I do. I do week. have a crunchy artist of the episode. And I don't think you're ready for this. I'm going to throw a big throwback in. And I'm going to tell you why. So... okay. Today, I was obviously driving. And when you have eight and a half hours in a car, that's a lot of music you can listen to. I don't know if you guys realize that. That's a lot. I, I listened to three records top to bottom in a car. I could have listened to Logic's full yeah. record. It still had about four hours <laughs> left in this car ride. So yeah. I was doing okay. Um, but uh, what reminded me of this was because uh, Ed Sheeran went on tour a couple years ago. And this band opened up for them. And I went back and I was like, you know what? These guys were fucking awesome. And that is the band Snow Patrol. That is oh. going to be my crunchy artist of the day. And let me tell you why. The album Eyes Open, which is like their multi-platinum, like has the song Chasing Cars on it, which don't get me wrong, incredible song. But the record, that record, top to bottom, I listened to it again because I was like, you know what? I want to go back to this because that is a really good piece of, I think these guys are from York, if I'm not mistaken, but oh, no, no, no. They're Irish. They're Scottish Irish. That's right. So th this is why, this is why I was saying it because they were a good foundation of that early 2000s UK, British, European rock that was coming out that had like, you know, the Arctic Monkeys, yeah. Vaccines, all these bands that were coming out. This was one of the best bands that was out there that gets so slept on after Chasing Cars. So if you are listening to them, or if you've never listened to Snow Patrol outside of Chasing Cars, I would very much encourage you to go listen to them because they are actually an incredible band. Um, yeah. And it's very cool to say that they opened up for Ed Sheeran on the world tour and Ed Sheeran is just by himself and this full band yeah. is like opening up for him. <laughs> so I thought yeah. that was pretty funny. So that is my crunchy artist of the day or Snow, of the episodes. Uh, Snow, Patrol. Snow Patrol is one of those bands where I love one song by them. Well, I don't really know anything about, I haven't really listened to anything else by them, but the one song that I do listen to by them, I fucking love. It's oh, like, I know, right? It's practically like a core song in my life. Oh, it, it does. And, it, and it, the whole record is like that. It'll just, it, the record mm -hmm. is very good top to bottom. I would very much uh, encourage yeah. you to listen to it. Oh, yeah. All right. What about you? 
mine's actually a throwback too. I had I got feeling all nostalgic after listening to Vinyl Days by Logic. And so my uh crunchy artist of the week is Wiz Khalifa. Ooh, good one. Because yeah. So Wiz Khalifa is my crunchy artist. La, 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 la. Wiz Khalifa is my crunchy artist of the week because he's been making good music again. Or at least it sounds like he's been making good music again. Uh-huh. And he did some stuff with Juicy J recently that was really, I thought was like really underappreciated, mainly because like he's he's at one of those, he's at that level where he doesn't really have anything else to do. So he's just making music for funsies again. So it just doesn't have that same rock cut to it. But I've been listening to his old stuff mostly. And I think yeah. like like Taylor Alderdice, for example, is yeah. one of the best hip hop mixtapes of all time. I mean, you can't you and, any any of you that are that know his Khalifa or at all and did not appreciate his hype in like when he was on top of the world, like I don't think people realized how good he actually he was, was when he was up he was there, everywhere. man. He was and he was everywhere. So he was in so many different genres too. He was just doing features on everything, everything, dude. Everything, everything. man. Every pop like, song that came up that needed a everything. rapper, to everything. Yeah. And Taylor Alderdice, I'll say this. I'll make this fucking statement right now. All right, Wiz hold on. Pause. Whoa, 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 whoa. Pause on that. And we need dramatic pause on this. Okay. We are. Zoom this in. is a big moment. Zoom in. Zoom in on my face. All right. Here we go. You, here you go. You're giving yourself the editing right yeah. now. I'm giving, yeah, I'm, I'm giving myself. The editing cue right now. Zoom in All on right. his face so that everybody can see All right. say this. Okay. Wiz Khalifa's, Wiz Khalifa's Taylor Alderdice mixtape is a top three mixtape of the Dat Piff. Wow. Oh, holy cow! It's stupid good. It's it's practically it practically defines the era. It is. That is a good one. It's very yeah. good. Yeah, that's you're, you, so I don't think you. I don't think you'll be very wrong. And I'm sure that the edit that you put in that for your TikTok clip will be very good and we will get nothing but positive comments from that and nobody will tell you you're wrong or anything (laughs) (laughs) everybody will be in agreement because the internet is such a loving and wholesome place and has never been known to viciously disagree with anything (laughs) i'm gonna be like come here you little fat fuck (laughs) (laughs) what kind of guy i'll (laughs) <laughs> I'll also say this. I don't think I think summer of 2012 is one of the most uh, slept on summers for music, particularly mixtapes. You talked about that. Did you did you talk about it in that? You talked about it in the, the video you posted, right? About that. Or did, was it in the comments or something like that? It was in I the think comments. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody was, were, somebody was. Yeah, I was because I posted today. I posted uh, Amber Ice off of uh, off of Taylor Alderdice. So there's a bunch of other people in there that were talking about the yeah. So like summer, it wasn't so technically all three of these did not come out in the summer, but I but I I voraciously consumed them that summer. In the summer. And so I called them I called them summer mixtapes. So in that summer, in summer of 2012, we had Khalifa's Taylor Alderdice, Mac Miller's Macadelic, and Currency's New Jet City. And at that time, and 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 on all three of them, you can find Juicy J features. That was at oh, the Juicy time. J. Yeah, that was at the time when Juicy J was completely reviving his career after going into a lull after Three Six Mafia. Yeah, and with Juicy J basically turned into like uh, almost like a like an old head for Mac and Wiz and Currency. And not only was he able to elevate his solo career to a place 
like it hadn't been before, but he was also able to legitimize and elevate Mac and currency and Wiz, who were already pretty big names at the time, mm-hmm. especially, especially Wiz, because he had already like he had he was already two years past uh black and yellow and his uh that whole album. Black and Yellow, that whole album came out in what 2010? Yeah. So I think so. He was already he was already on the up and up, but yeah, you can find you can find Juicy J on all three of those on all three of those mixtapes, and every single one of his features is absolute gas. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean it's that's so that's good. just a, that's a good thing that you just have to realize too is that like that that shit is just so nostalgic, but it also is like super important for rap itself. Yeah. Um, and not only not only for three careers that were on the up and up. A guy that was reviving his career. That that's a big. So I think that's a that's a good way of ending this episode is the fact that we just took you back in time with very were two really good crunchy artists of the week, but also we were talking a lot about older artists day in like early two thousand tens and two thousands and stuff like that. We were kind of bringing people back, so we hope that you guys enjoyed that today. So a pimp shit hot on a bit. <laughs> that's right that's right good times man well, all right well we'll uh <laughs> yeah all right jesus christ Jesus <laughs> is uh, my hero <laughs> fuck man all right well we'll try to stick to that we're sticking to the schedule every other week we'll try to get one out next week whatever we'll figure it out don't yell at us we love you guys Thanks again Drink for everything water. that you guys always do. Drink a lot of water. It's really fucking hot outside right now, you fuckers. Yeah. Okay. It's Drink hot, some water. Drink water. Relax your shoulders. And listen to this fucking episode. Smoking a pancake. Right. All right, boys and girls. Later, tater. Goodbye.